Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in and welcome to Chit Chat with Sharice. I am your host, Sharice, and this is where we come to help and heal as one through comfortable conversation coined as Chit Chat. So get relaxed and get ready for some unfiltered and unscripted conversation. Tonight's episode may be a little emotional tonight. So I'm just putting my disclaimer out there that um, this may be a little touchy. Um, so if it's too much, I apologize, but this is where I'm going tonight. So tonight's topic for episode 11 is grief. I'm dealing with grief tonight. And it's a dedication to my brother. So I want to talk about grief a little bit. And then we're going to end on a high note, laughing at my brother because he was just that type of jerk. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm missing him. Um, if you know me, to know me is to love me. But then to know me, you either knew my brother or you knew of my brother. Um, if you don't know anything about Skeeter, then I question how close you are to me. Or do you really know me at all? But um, I decided to do this tonight because his birthday is Saturday the 17th. And um, I miss him. I miss him. So I wanted to do this on tonight. So we're just going to talk a little bit about grief. I don't want to get into it and all the psychological of it and, uh, and the medical history of it. I just want to do, give you a few pointers on some things. And then we're going to laugh at my brother. And that's going to be that. Right? So the simplest definition of grief is simply a response to a loss. Um, normally, we automatically connect grief with the loss of a loved one. Um, it doesn't stop there, but it should stop there because anything else will lead into idolatry where you're grieving things like money or your house or your car your job, those things you can get back. But the loss of a loved one, um, you don't get that back. You don't get them back. You don't. So um, it's a deep sorrow. And it's a feeling of deep sorrow is a feeling of great sadness. So I feel like grief is the reaction to your sorrow, to the great sadness that you feel in the midst of your loss. So I just want to point out three things, and then I want to give you the seven stages of grief, and then we're going to laugh at my brother because that's just kind of jerk he was. Yeah. So point number one is grief and sorrow are not the same. Like I was saying in the definition, um, grief is the reaction of sorrow. Um, I mean, you have to be really, really careful with that um, because you don't want to get stuck there and you don't want to 
go into a state of depression. Um, when my mother died, um, my grief for her was weird. Um, I was, took me straight to depression. I don't even think I grieved. I went straight to depression because um, she didn't want me. She didn't want me. She didn't love me. And I, I didn't know why. So I she died with me having unanswered questions. My brother's death, um, I don't know if I honestly grieved him yet. I have moments. Um, but then, you know, I, 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 I think grief is that somebody's always crying. Um, I haven't really cried my brother, but I went and did the opposite. Like the spirit of cooking fell on me heavy. My brother was an amazing cook and I ended up weighing like over 300 pounds and I went to the doctor he asked me that anything traumatizing happened in the last few months. And I was like, no, I'm good. I said, oh, my brother died. And he said, aha. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't put the two together because I didn't know there were so many different ways to grieve outside of crying. Or, and, and, you know, and not saying that not to cry. Crying is perfectly healthy. It's the best thing you possibly can do. But, um, you know, it's just grief is grief. <laughs> it's different levels to it. And it's a reaction to the sadness that we feel in the loss of our loved ones. Point number two, there is no time limit to how long you grieve. And there are no specific instructions on how to grieve. I've heard some really, really, really nasty things from people and um, such as, I know somebody's saying, well, what did they say? Um, such as, gosh, you still crying over that? She's still crying over them? They died six months ago. Or they died. Have you lost your rabbit mind? Are you nuts? But then it's okay for you to do what you do and you want to do memorials every weekend and post pictures and do stuff. You can't tell nobody how to grieve. You can't tell nobody how long to grieve. You can't. You can't. That's just disrespectful. And if you come across some people in your life that do that to you, you don't dismiss them because they are who they are, but you remove yourself immediately because it's unfair i think double standards are very unfair you can do what you do for how long you want to do it but i can't absolutely absurd we don't we don't deal with them type of people at all so there is no time limit to how long you grieve and there are no specific instructions on how to grieve some cry some cook some clean whatever you do to get through get through but just make sure you get through and don't get stuck. Because if you get stuck, you go on the path of depression. Point number three, I feel, and this is me just speaking, and it just came 
off the top of my head in conversation to a very close friend of mine. Um, and it was absolutely encouraging to them. So I hope it encourages, encourages you. Um, grief is birthed from a place of love. So people don't grieve because they love who they lost. And it's just as simple as that. And I try to do a little research to see um, if that really made sense. Cause I never, it just came to me as a word of encouragement to a close friend of mine. And I came across these two quotes and it says, perhaps the most painful kind of love is called grief, which happens when the object of a person's love is taken away with no hope for return. Point number two, grief is love and the confusion caused by not knowing how to love someone who is gone. So basically I feel like the main reason we grieve, not so much that they're gone, but now there's a void and we don't know how to fill that void. And sometimes I do, I get very, very angry that my brother's not here and I'll shut down and I won't talk to nobody. And I had to really pray about that and question God. I'm like, God, what is it that I'm missing? Because I had my friends and all my male friends jumped into that brother role. But um, God showed me that there was just a level of assurance that my brother gave to me. And nobody will ever do it the way that he did it. But um, that's what I'm missing. I'm missing his assurance. And um, I think that's what causes us to grieve. There's a void, that void. Um, it's hard. It's hard and it's, it's, and it's daily. You got to go through it daily. Um, another thing that I want to share with you is the seven stages of grief. And I believe it happens in this order that it was written. Um, when my brother died, one of my good friends, my long childhood friend, Jesus, over 30 years, taught this to me. And it's a couple of years, maybe two, two years after my brother died, we went over this. And um, he was like, goodness, you're still in phase one. I said, yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. But the seven stages of grief, um, stage one is shock and denial, disbelief. Stage two is pain and guilt. Stage three is anger and bargaining. And I guess bargaining is like, um, why did it happen to them? Or why, why not me? That that type of thing. I'm not sure. Like I said, I didn't go into deep research about it. But I just want to point it out to you guys. Um, stage four is depression. Stage five is the upward turn. And I guess the upward turn will mean you no longer grieve the way that you do. Like you handle it a little bit better. I think that would make sense as an upward turn. Um, like I no longer cook, like I have a house of 20 people. I, 
finally calmed down with that. So I'm, I'm doing better. So that was my upward turn from dealing with the loss of my brother. And stage six is reconstruction and working through it. I guess you just focus your energy somewhere else. Um, even if you do it in honor of your lost loved one. Um, and the last stage is acceptance and hope. And what are, what, is, what are we accepting and what are we hoping? We accept that at the end of the day, it's the will of the Lord and it is good and it is perfect. And we hope and believe and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord according to his purpose. So um, that's how I feel about it. Um, <laughs> that's my notes. That's my take on, on grief. Um, I'm not great, but I am doing better. Um, I hope this was encouraging for you. I hope you learned something out of this. And if I can just share one of the many stories about my brother, this was absolutely one of my favorite stories to tell. My brother got in trouble and my dad was at work and my mom put him on punishment. So she just told him to go in the room. And this is when him and I shared the room. And in our room, we had two windows. And one window was in the corner and then one window was facing the on the other wall. But the window in the corner, um, in front of that window was a tree. And my brother wanted to go outside and play basketball. Um, if you read my books, you know I talk about my brother playing basketball. If you go on my website, you see my video, I talk about my brother playing basketball, because that was him. That's that was his thing. And he was determined to go outside and play basketball. So in the projects in the Bronx, we had those black metal bars. And um, I went in the room with him because he was on punishment. So I wanted to see what he was going to do. And he went and got a screwdriver and started screwing out the screws in the bars in the window. And he took the bars out the window. And he looked at me and said, you better not tell. And I said, pay me. So he threw $5 at me. And I was like, I'm good. Okay. And when I leave, put the bars back in the window. Okay. I lied. Forgive me. So I'm watching this because I'm like, he ain't going to really do what I think he's going to do. And the boy did what I thought he was going to do. He took the balls out the window and he jumped to the tree and he climbed down the tree and he went and played basketball. Now, my, my windows in my apartment at that time faced the park. So you cannot not see the basketball court. As a matter of fact, you had a perfect view of the basketball court from the kitchen window where my mother was. So I did not put the bars back in the window. And I sashayed my cute little self to that kitchen. And to get my mother's attention, I sat in her seat at the window because she was cooking dinner. So, of course, you know, she never had nothing nice to say to me. So what you want? Why are you sitting in my seat? 
I was like, uh, I'm watching Skeeter play basketball. You ain't watching no damn Skeeter playing no basketball because he's in the room. Okay. I look like him on the court to me. That's not him on the basketball court. So she puts down with the spoon because she was stirring something. I forget exactly what she was cooking. But I jumped up out the seat so she can see whether or not that was him on the basketball court. And I'm standing there giggling. I mean, I'm giggling, boy. And she looked out the window. She said, I'll be damned. He's on, he's out. How did he get outside? And she looked at me. I'm like, I don't know. So she scuffles to the room. She scuffles to the room. So I kept my words. I did not tell. I just, I guess, alerted my mother to what was going on. But she scurried on into the room to see how he got outside. Because, we, you know, we're in the front. We're in the kitchen. So we didn't hear the door. She didn't hear him unlock the door. So she goes in the room. And remember, I did not put the bars back in the window. When she looked at the window, she said, I be damned. This little bleep, 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 bleep done climbed out the window. And I am giggling. When I tell you I was hysterical, I was giggling. She was so moved and so impressed by my brother's determination that he didn't even get in trouble for that. He Punishment over, dismissed. What, what do you say to these things? The boy climbed out the window. What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? So anyway, that's my fun story of my brother. I love him. Happy birthday. His birthday is on Saturday. Um, when y'all listen to my podcast, if y'all can just say happy birthday, Skeeter, I, that would mean so much to me. Um, continue to um, follow and support and share and subscribe to the podcast, please. And um, oh, let me make this quick announcement. If you don't already have the books, please get the books which are, can be purchased on Amazon, especially the third book, which is I Know Who I Am, The Process of Positivity. I'm getting ready to start a series starting the first Saturday in May that's called Solace Saturdays. And I Know Who I Am, The Process of Positivity. We're going to walk. It's a 21-day walk through progress to positivity and um we're going to deal with it day by day on a weekly basis so that's 21 weeks for us every saturday is going to be facebook live and it's going to be early morning i'm looking at 8 a.m maybe um and it will be a replay but you want to keep up and you want to do the work because it's to help us heal remember so um, get ready for that. Get prepared for that. The books can be found on Amazon. Okay. Well, thank you. I love y'all. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, our next chat, stay safe and stay encouraged.